0: Yeah It's your girl Asia. And I'm, I'm Yumscene. And today we're gonna be hit, 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 hitting, you with the brand new episode ten, doing it again of Love, Love Nurse.
1: Nurse. Hey, yo, what the fuck was that?
0: Yeah, let's let's do that again. Yeah,
1: yeah, let's bring that back.
0: Let's
1: bring <laughs> that back.
0: Yeah It's your boy Yumscene. And I'm Asia. And today we're
1: going to be hit, 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 hitting you with the brand new episode 10 of Love, Love Nerds. Yeah, that, was, that was much better.
0: <laughs> yeah, I like that.
1: <laughs> so what's the word, baby girl? What's the word? What's the word?
0: We are going to be telling some stories. Mm. And not the type of stories you think we're going to be telling, but how about um, games that tell the story?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, the narrative driven. Um, I would say it's kind of like a genre. Yes, if you will.
0: Yes, absolutely, and it's um, it's not a. I don't want to say it's not a popular one, but it's definitely not one that has. It's not. It's not a definite... I don't know what to call it.
1: It's um, it's just like I guess it's underrated. The right term. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like it's highly slept on. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, well, what inspired me to bring it to you as a uh, topic, if you will, was just I was at work, and then one of my coworkers who I have on PlayStation. He was like, "Yo, I see you. Uh, I see that you've been on that Detroit becomes human game. Like, is it dope?" And I hesitated because it's such a specific. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. You can't really just recommend that to anybody.
0: No, it's a very it's a very unique field. Right. Yeah, and, I, and there's not very many that you can compare it to. You can't say, "Oh, it's a like X, Y, and Z," because it's not. It's in a field of its own, but it's not a popular field.
1: Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, like, um, <laughs> I was breaking it down to him, and he was like, "Oh, so it's like." I'm like no.
0: Right, right. <laughs> he's like,
1: "Oh, so it's more like." I'm like, "No." <laughs> I'm like, "It's literally an interactive movie." Mm-hmm. And I could tell like he kind of was like, "All right." Oh. But I don't I don't think he's going to play it.
0: Darn. And and he would be missing out. I personally love narrative-driven games.
1: Yeah, me too. Like uh well, you know, like I've mentioned on this podcast before. I play everything. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I feel like the narrative you gotta appreciate the narrative driven games for what they are. You screw up when you're trying to like, uh, like, oh well, this doesn't play like you can't do that.
0: No, 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 no. no. You, you have to I mean? approach it with um, a different perspective in mind.
1: Right. Like, there's been times where like cats came up to me, uh, especially when Detroit uh, becomes human first came out. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, is it is it better than Call of Duty? I'm like, you can't you can't right. do that they're
0: not even the same lane at all because i mean for one thing you have the opportunity to obtain different endings right based off of your gameplay and that's that's huge yeah what, what game can you think of right now that you can do that with
1: um there's a lot of games that tries it mm-hmm. but it just don't it don't work the same right you know um a lot of games try to like oh we have player's choice and it's it's no way near I guess it's no way near to what I want out of that because I'm so used to these narrative driven games. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like um a real small example in Ghost of Tsushima, in certain conversations you could pick how you respond, but at the end of the day it didn't affect anything. Right, right. You know what I mean? It's just like um like your uncle could be like, uh how do you feel about you, uh Yuna? And then the options like criticize her skeptical of her or um praise her Mm. and then it's like no matter what you respond it's not a big deal right yeah but like in the games that does this narrative driven stuff for real for real it's like something that small determines like if that character dies or not
0: right right and um i I can't i'm not gonna i don't think we're gonna get into it just yet but i know in some of them you make a choice and depending on who you're talking to they'll say like so and so will remember this. Yeah. And then later on in the game it's like, "Oh, because you chose this, this is how it's going to play out now."
1: Right, which which makes it which makes it addictive, you know what I mean? Yeah. Cuz I feel like I'm in control. Mhm. You know. Um we're almost 5 minutes in, so we can't go any further without shoot, shouting out, you know what I mean, Telltale. Yeah. You know, they're the grandfathers of this. <laughs> you know, and it really sucks that they're not here anymore. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, long story short, for the people that don't know, Telltale is the developers that, in my opinion, made players' choice in in different endings and these narrative like they made it popular. You know what I'm saying? They weren't the first to do it. They're not the only people to do it, but I feel like Telltale was the first ones to like do it spot on. Okay, you know what I'm saying? Um, Telltale just just a small backstory for the most part telltale they made games before like they made they've been big they've been making narrative driven games forever but they um they had games before this but they didn't really start getting mainstream attention till they took the adaptation of the walking dead Mm. and that blew up like crazy you know so pretty much they burnt out very quickly they took on way too much too fast Uh you know what i mean so it was just like yo we did, uh, we did the Walking Dead, and that was dope. So let's get this game, and let's get this game, and let's get, let's get this game. They just did too much, which eventually led to like uh, deadlines, too much pressure, release dates, which burnt out the employees, and all of that stress really stunted the creativity of the games.
0: Which, when you really think about it, that's what these games are all about—right? Expanding on that creativity—that sucks,
1: right? And and. That's what that's a great point because you can't rely back on gameplay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, for example, you know, Mario, you don't really necessarily have to worry about that because at the end of the day it's like we're here for the platforming, we're here for the tricky levels, that's what we're here for. Mm-hmm. The narrative-driven games don't have that. It's a narrative-driven game. So that story needs to be on point.
0: Right. So it's kind of like, we need to finish... We need this story to be amazing, and I need it finished by the end of the week. <laughs> no pressure. like.
1: Right. But then they, they was just signing on for too much. Because at one point, it was like every other month, Telltale was announcing some new game. Ugh. And it wasn't even necessarily like a continuation of the first game. It was a brand new IP. Mm. You know? And telltale in their prime when they blew up they only had roughly 100 developers they took on so much they hired an additional 200 so they were sitting at like 300 developers but the problem is you're bringing in people off the street Mm. you know what i mean it's like hey you know you know how to work this program you know how to make this character talk you're hired
0: Good gosh.
1: Which ruins the, you know
0: what I mean? Yeah, that sounds a little messy.
1: And then, like, 300 people, it sounds like a lot. You know what I mean? Like, hypothetically, we had 300 people in this room right now. It seems like a lot. (laughs) But if you have 300 people and you're splitting them up and you guys are working on 12 games at a time, you know, that's not a lot of people...
0: No. You know what I'm saying? Right, yeah.
1: Yeah, because like, like I said, when they started off before, it was 100 of them. Mm. So 100 of them was working on a game at a time, taking their time. And since they were, um, I don't want to say it was an indie studio, but since they were like low key, you know what I'm saying? Like, they could work at their pace.
0: Right. No one was really, no one was really checking for them, you know? But right. now it's kind of like all eyes on us. All we right. need to perform. We need to, you know, we need to give results.
1: Right. And uh, from what they were saying, from what I, from what I was reading or whatever, w- what really kind of messed them up was like they started taking on huge IPs. You know what I mean? Like uh, when they took Game of Thrones, that was a business deal with HBO. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Batman, Warner Brothers, those are like titans in their industry. Right. Top you know what titles I mean? There. And it's not HBO's fault, but they're like, yo, we signed this deal. We need all five episodes done by this time next year. You know what I mean, mm-hmm. a- and then so it's like, all right, HBO, we got you. All right, cool, we are gonna get to work. As soon as you hang up with HBO, Warner Brothers calling you. Hey, yeah, you got that Batman game ready? It's it's a lot.
0: Yeah, and I mean, you can't you can't um, fault them for taking on those titles because of just how big they are. Right. And I can't I can't blame them for it, but it definitely caused their downfall to take on so much and to be expected to do so much. Um, understandably so from both businesses. They have a business to run, so it's kind of like you got to roll with it. You got to be on top of it just like we are. Right. So, unfortunately, I guess that was to their demise that it turned out the way it did.
1: Yeah, man. Huge, huge shout-out to Telltale, man. R- RIP to the legends.
0: Now, what Telltale games have you played? Um,
1: I, Well, okay, Walking The Walking Dead. That's what got me into it. And then um, The Game of Thrones, Wolf Among Us, Batman. Um, I played a little bit of the Borderlands one, but I I tapped out. Mm. It just wasn't, I had no, um, emergence to that scene, if you will. You know what I mean? Um, which is interesting because now that I think about it, I didn't watch The Walking Dead and I played the Game of Thrones game before I started watching Game of Thrones. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. I don't know. I think, I mean, I could be wrong, but I think that the Borderlands version of it, I think that was towards like the demise Uh, of it you mm -hmm. know what i mean because the walking dead series i couldn't put down the game of thrones series i couldn't put down the wolf among us is dope too and the batman game was was crazy and i don't really like batman like that (laughs) (laughs) you know what i mean
0: definitely sounds like ones i need to check out more of i know i started the game of thrones one but but look (laughs) a lot of different games came out since then and you know my time just Became more devoted to those, and Game of Thrones kind of just got pushed back a little bit further and further on my list. I had to come back to it, but I mean, I'm sure there's other games that you you're, you're going to mention. We're going to mention that we did tap into.
1: Yeah, that's true. Um, well, before we get into that though, I do want to say that these games, like they the the Telltale games they they were so good at what they did, mm-hmm. you know, and I mean. There's been situations to where if you're playing or if I'm playing, like they have such a heavy decision that has to be made. <laughs> and you have the controller, you put the controller down and you're like you're thinking.
0: I've I've been there. You know what I mean?
1: <laughs> and it's like one of us is in one room, we call the other one in there, like, hey, what do you think I should do? Right. But, you know what I mean? Like I don't I don't know, man. There was some some of the decisions that Telltale made you make mm-hmm. I felt like that was me, you know? I felt like me in real life had to deal with them. Repro- like, it's like, yo, bro, this is a game. Relax. But <laughs> it was so immersive. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't want to sound like the, the the dude that didn't get over his ex. But, <laughs> uh, you know, I just miss, you know what I mean? I yeah. miss them telltale games, man. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: Well, hey, I mean, at least they're they're still out there. They're still out there.
1: Yeah, they got picked up by uh Skybound. And they worked on the last season of uh the Walking Dead one. Mm-hmm. But I'm I wasn't even interested. Okay. I wasn't interested cuz like Skybound Skybound co-produced season 3. Okay. But it's like I don't know, like y'all wasn't y'all wasn't with us shooting in the gym, you know what <laughs> I'm saying? Like y'all wasn't rocking with us. Yeah. You know, it's just like Nah. <laughs> I mean, who knows? It could be dope. You know what I mean? Yeah. If, it's, if it pop up on Xbox free one day, I'll probably dive in. Yeah,
0: let me know. I want to see.
1: But I, I just can't.
0: <laughs> not right now.
1: Right. But um, I will say, though, Telltale is not the only people that do do it. You know what I mean? There's other companies that have tried. Um, a company that's picking up steam is Quantic Dream. Mm-hmm. Quantic Dream did Heavy Rain, and they also did Detroit Becomes Human.
0: Now, I, before I, you know, dive into any of that, is Heavy Rain exclusive to PlayStation or is that elsewhere as well?
1: Uh, It is available on uh, PC, mm-hmm. but when it comes to consoles, it's solely on PS3 and PS4. Okay. Yeah, so you could say it's Sony on PlayStation. Oh, jeez. Get it? No. So- Sony, right. solely. All right. No. I am no. punny. No. I'm phenomenal.
0: All okay. right. All right. I think you're done.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm a pun guy.
0: Okay. <laughs> that's that's three too many. You're done.
1: Are you sure? I'm
0: very sure. Because
1: we could keep going.
0: You know what? How about? I'm
1: punctual.
0: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stand you.
1: You can't stand me, but could you stand the rain?
0: Ooh. Heavy rain. Oh. Okay. Yeah. I like that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know I mean, <laughs> I'm out here. There's some. There's there's a plus side to my annoyance.
0: Yeah. Yeah, just just a little. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, but nah, seriously, um, we tapped out at a heavy rain because you you was with me.
0: I was, I was. Now there was there were my reasons as to why I kind of was like, eh, do you have any specific reasons why you kind of fell out of it?
1: You know what? I think, I think I didn't like heavy rain, and it wasn't their fault. I think I didn't like it because I played Detroit becomes human first.
0: Ah, uh, okay.
1: Now just a little um sidebar they don't coexist they're not even in the same universe no but it's just uh detroit becomes human is like is is when they finally learned the formula you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. they finally corrected themselves so for them to for me to go for me to play like a game where they got it right versus a game they were still trying to figure it out that turned me off
0: i see okay um, for me, at the time, I was just watching. I wasn't really um, decision-making or anything. And you already know, um, I played Detroit Become Human on my own and watched you play. So right. um, I have more experience on that. But for Heavy Rain, it was just moving too slow for me. Yeah. And it was defi- it was so hard to, like, stay involved because I'm like, we're still here. Like, it was very slow moving between the action versus the story. It was a lot. Of, yes, is it story driven, but there has to be some type of some pops of um, action to keep you like alert, keep you on your toes. And heavy rain just didn't do that for me.
1: Right, and um, that's all I was saying. That's what I was you know saying before. It's like they would learned to put more action in Detroit. Become you know what I mean? yeah. if I would played if I would have played Heavy Rain first, I probably would have been able to get through it. Mm-hmm. You know, and then also too. If I'm not mistaken, Heavy Rain had seven main characters and you're playing seven different Uh, narratives at once, you know, and that's probably that's probably another reason why Detroit becomes human is so much better because you're only focusing on three characters.
0: Three people, three main stories. And yeah, like you said, your focus is only on those three.
1: Right. Um, Jason. 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 (laughs) (laughs) I, I, I had to get that in there.
0: Did we ever find that kid?
1: Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> Who cares? We tapped out a heavy rain.
0: Yeah, maybe we'll make a comeback. Maybe we won't. I don't. I don't see it. But
1: um, I promise you, I was just thinking that. Really? I was just thinking that because it's it's still on my PlayStation. I might pick it back up.
0: Well, let me know.
1: Definitely. <laughs> but we did bring up Quantic Dream to bring up Detroit becomes human. Yes,
0: which is fantastic. Loved it. Absolutely, it was and. What Heavy Rain, like you like we've been saying, what Heavy Rain didn't do, they made up for in Detroit Become Human. Right. It's with that nice balance of action and story, and it didn't get too jumbled up with you were only working with three different um, characters. Right. And for them to all end up in a way coinciding with each other made it even better. But I, I, really, I really enjoyed it. I, I can say I played it. I played it once full through, and then I guess I attempted it another time, but I guess I just never got around to finishing it. But that didn't mean it was a bad game at all.
1: Right. Um, I know we're not necessarily reviewing it, so I don't want to necessarily dive into that. Uh, I just wanted to speak on the mechanics, mm-hmm. if you will. Now, they do story tell, they do storytelling games correctly to where every import, every decision feels like it's important. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Something as simple as, like, uh, Hank saying something to you and how you responded affected your mood with him. So that affected how he carried himself throughout the rest of the story. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, um, I completed it when it first came out. There was a point to where, like, I, I wasn't even playing Madden or 2K. It was just, <laughs> like, straight Detroit. That was, that was a blast. I think I screwed up because I was trying to replay it again so quickly. So I'm, I'm replaying it now. But it's been two years since I've played this game. Yeah. So now that I forgot some stuff, I mean, I, the general plot of the game I remember, mm-hmm. but the little stuff I forgot. So that's great for me. I'm enjoying the second playthrough. And I'm trying my hardest to make choices opposite of what I made before yeah. so I can see how the game alternates. Yeah. You know? And I think that's the, one of the most luring parts of the game the replay value. Yeah. You know? This game, like I said, this game is this game came out two thousand eighteen so realistically, you can keep this game for a long time mm-hmm. you know what I mean and I have the uh, I have the digital version of it so it's on my PlayStation permanently mm. you know so what's stopping me from waiting two more years and playing it a third time
0: yeah and get end with a completely different ending
1: right that's what makes it the the replay value of it is what makes it dope because like the flow chart they show they show you the narrative tree that you've taken but they also show you what you could have taken right and so seeing
0: that it's kind of like i wonder what that could have been i wonder what decision i could have made to get that
1: right and uh to me what makes it what makes narrative driven games to me the most fun is i love how we can all play the same game and have completely different stories
0: for example you and i did not have the same ending
1: right and that's crazy because me and you was playing it simultaneously because like i got it and i think you got it what two weeks later yeah right and it's so it's so fresh and me and you texting each other back and forth and it's like yo what are you talking about right and, and it's you're like, like no oh, you got to do this and yeah. i'm like why like did
0: you get to that part what part like what are you what are you talking about i didn't take that route. i i did this and it's like what right and that's that's so cool
1: there was um Okay, my youngest brother had it too. Mm. There was situations to where I'm upstairs, he's downstairs. We're playing the same game, but we're like playing two different. It was dope. (laughs) It was to the point to where like I come downstairs and I see him playing it, and I don't want to watch because I don't want it to. I don't want that to a spoil me. You know, it's it was just crazy.
0: Yeah, um, and I guess with there being so many ways it could go and so many ways it could end. There's also a con to that because in order to get a different ending, you got to start all the way back to the beginning. Right. And hope that the decision that you make now will um will create a different ending that you haven't already seen. I know just for this game alone, there is so many different ways that um one of the characters can can finish out. Yeah. But it's just like um I don't how I don't know how you get there. I don't know what decisions to make cuz I would love to see I would love to see that play out on my end, but I don't know how to get there.
1: Yeah, and it's like of course you could easily youtube it, but it's like that's not fun.
0: Ooh, yeah, no you don't want to do that. You
1: know. Um, quick question. Quick question. Mm-hmm. Now, when you play these type of games, right? Do you a play as if you're in the game and make your decisions based off who you are in real life? Or B, do you play as what the character would do?
0: I play as what I would do. Same. Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: my second, the playthrough I'm playing through now, it's a little, quote unquote, easier. Mm-hmm. Because I played, okay, I played, my first playthrough I played as if I was these androids. Yeah. So now I've just got to do like, what wouldn't I do? You know right, <laughs> right. You know what I mean? But um, some, of the, some of the games, some of the games I do try to play as the character. Mm-hmm. For example, like the Batman game, I play as if I was Batman, not if – no, no, I'm sorry. I play as if what would Batman do, not if I was Batman. Right, right, okay. if I was Batman, I would have been killed every – you know <laughs> what I mean? But quick ramble, quick ramble. Bring, I bring all of that into say. I think that is the biggest lore of these narrative-driven games. The, the access to what seems like the unlimited amount of replayability and comparing stories with other people is phenomenal.
0: Oh, yeah. And I think what makes it easier to um, put yourself in their shoes is because you don't know anything about them. You don't know if they're um, you don't they're not famous. They're not well known. They're like literally a person. And it's like you have to think what would they do right. and channel yourself in them. Right. So that's I guess what makes it more like I'm you. And it definitely gets me more emotionally attached to them yeah. when either something good happens or bad happens because I feel so um I feel so yeah attached to them i I am them, so when something good happens, I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah, that's me, but if something bad happens it's like i'm hurt yeah. I'm hurt as as much as they are
1: and I feel like um I feel like other games can't do that, no you know what I mean, like for example uh Oof, oof. I was about to say the Last of Us. That's not a good example. That's very <laughs> immersive. Um, I don't um, Let's say let's say Crash for example. You know, Crash has to save the world. That's cool. Do you really care if you do or don't?
0: No, not really. There's
1: no immersion to it. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just like I right, jump over this, kill that, break these boxes, keep it moving. Detroit becomes human as an example. There's plenty of games like that. It's like, yo, I have to help Kara save this little girl. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um. Connor, I have to make sure that I find out. Do I either want to a help the police or b free the? You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I hate Marcus, but am I going to be the freedom fighter of all the Android <laughs> world? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, shut up, Marcus. But <laughs> the 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 narrative the the narrative is so like. It's on you. Mm-hmm. And something as little as like, um, okay, something as little as like when you're coming out the paint store and you get harassed by the protesters, how you handle that versus, oh, snap, uh, should I kill this android and steal his parts or not? And everything in between, everything matters. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's just like how how it ends. It feels like you earned it. Mm-hmm. And it feels like you have a better sense of accomplishment because- it's not one ending. Right. You right. earned this ending. Yeah. You know, if the game ends and everybody dies, you screwed up.
0: Yeah. That was all your decision. Making. Right.
1: It's not like, oh, well, it doesn't matter if I punch this dude in the face or not. The The, the planet's going to blow up regardless. It's not. <laughs> the planet blew up because you screwed up somewhere. Yeah. You know, and then, like I said before, it makes you want to. OK, let me play this again. And next time when they ask me, do I want to pull this cord, I'm going to say no. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, yeah. you're you're playing another part of the game that you didn't even know existed.
0: Yeah. And um, something that is, I guess, a little fun to mention is that if somebody dies, it's done. Yeah, it's a done deal. Their story is over.
1: Yeah. Um, I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have started over because I kind of regret it. Uh, when I didn't break through with Kara, mm-hmm. and and he broke Kara, Kara died. Blah blah, because blah. remember they all tie in later on. Yeah, I wonder how that would have played out if no Kara was there.
0: I, I wonder.
1: I tapped out though. I and, tapped out.
0: And that's and that's another thing because like now you have to start from the very beginning and play that out again, but play um play the other two stories as well to find out where that goes.
1: Right. Um. So Detroit becomes human to me. Was a masterpiece in its own lane. Yes. You know what I'm saying? You can't sit there and be like, oh, um, God of War was a 10 out of 10. So does that mean Detroit Becomes Human is just as good as God of War? No. No, no, no,
0: no, no. No. no.
1: Detroit Becomes Human is a masterpiece in its own lane because it's a narrative driven game. Yes. And I think that's where people mess up. People people like try to comp- try to just put them in lanes that they don't belong in. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's very hard to explain to another person why this is fun. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because if I'm just like, yeah, well, I'm just watching a movie and I get to decide if he wants a cheeseburger or a salad and, I, and then I make some other decisions and it's a, like, they're going to be like, that's boring. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's not for everybody.
0: No. Um, I will say, actually, a good example of this type of um, interaction with, with the game Um, is an episode of Black Mirror called Bandersnatch. That's the first episode that um, I've seen done or that anyone has really seen done to where you decide how the episode plays out. And when that episode came out, people were really excited because it's kind of like, ooh, well, can I find all the endings? How does it end if I choose this? How does it end if I choose that? And it's just like stuff like stuff like that is out there already. And we could already relate to something like that because I think Detroit Become Human Everything was already out way before this. I want to say that episode came out last year or something. Mm. I feel as if it could have did better because it was um, almost like a poor quality of interactive episodes or interactive choice. But if you've seen something like that, then a game like this or a narrative game does it so much better because of, like, the fact that you become that person.
1: You, uh, you know what just hit me?
0: Mm.
1: It's Goosebumps Choose Your Scare.
0: Ah, okay. It's
1: because the Goosebumps Choose Your Scare books was roughly, what, 200 pages? Roughly total. But it's like, I could take you on a journey that's only five pages long. Mm. Or we could be on page 183. and You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like that. It's It's quite literally like. Uh, uh goosebumps choose your scare in a video game, mm-hmm. you know, and instead of you reading and you building the stuff and using your imagination, you're witnessing it firsthand, yeah. which makes it a little more immersive because not only am I watching it, I'm also playing it. Right. right. You know, if someone shoots at Connor, I can decide if you want to dodge left, dodge right. right. Oh but if gosh. I make the wrong decision, Connor's dead.
0: Yeah. So there's different examples of it. You just won't find that example in the gaming world.
1: Right. Um so <laughs> enough Detroit become human praise. <laughs> but um we also mentioned well you actually mentioned off mic about uh Life is Strange.
0: Yes, Life is Strange introduced to us on Xbox. Yes. But you can find it anywhere. Yeah. And um that was fun. That was a good time.
1: It was. Um actually I gotta give a shout out to my youngest brother. He put me on. Oh. Okay thanks because uh it's funny because i was the one that was trying to persuade him into like like yo narrative driven games are fun he found this game and it was on game pass and he put me on it was like yo you make decisions it's blah 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 you got this player's choice narrative driven multiple and he he gave me everything i wanted to hear mm-hmm. and i was like you know what let's check it out one day and i was just like this is really good. <laughs> you know, the only thing was just the episodes were so long.
0: At least two hours. <laughs> At least two were. hours an episode. Good gosh.
1: And you and it's like it built up like regular TV. So anytime you <laughs> felt like the credits should start rolling. No.
0: <sighs>
1: kind of like um, kind of like how Game of Thrones do it. Oh, yeah. you be like, oh, uh, the dragon gets shut out the air. Daenerys is like, no. And then it fades to black and it's like, all right, well, that's the end of the episode. And then boom, you're at, you're John at the wall. I'm like, what happened? I thought
0: right, <laughs> right.
1: Um, Life is strange was fun. Yes, it was fun. Uh, Super Max. Yes, she was annoying.
0: Maximus Prime.
1: Oh, <laughs> please stop. <laughs> I didn't. Re- I wasn't really a fan of the prequel.
0: No, me either. And that was more focused on her friend Chloe. Yeah. Eh, Chloe I would have done that. Yeah. Yeah. I, we're not gonna get too in that too into that story, but. I could have went without the, the prequel. Um, and I know that there's um, other versions of it, right?
1: Well, Life is Strange Season 2, I haven't played that. Same. Or uh, seen it. It's I don't know if the whole series is up on Game Pass. But once it is, I should probably still dive in. Because Season 1 was great. Yeah. You know, And then the same, um, the same developers, Don't Not Entertainment, they're coming out with Tell Me Why. Mm-hmm. And I, it's same thing, narrative-driven, player's choice, and I think that comes out uh, end of the month. Yes, ish. yes.
0: Um, you're you can download it now, but it's not up and ready yet. Yeah. So that should be fun, especially being that we both enjoyed Life is Strange, so I'm looking forward to that, and hopefully it plays as well as um as Life is Strange, season one. Season one. Well, yes. <laughs> okay. Okay.
1: We can't say that fairly. We haven't played season two. Right. But the prequel was trash.
0: Yeah, I, I, I don't recommend it.
1: I know from, uh, <laughs> I know from when you had to like get the shirt so you could sneak in the concert. I was like, this is whack.
0: Yeah, and it was just like the way that you had to, I guess, control her. It just wasn't the same. Like I could see what they were doing, but it just worked better with Max. Right. And I. It just wasn't working with Chloe.
1: And then also season one, two of what Max, you got to remember, she had the ability to rewind time.
0: Exactly. Chloe didn't have anything.
1: That's how the, right. So that's how the whole thing was built. We were in this supernatural world and it's just like, I don't want to be a regular girl in a supernatural world. Give me the chick with the supernatural powers. Right. You know what I mean? Because like, in, uh, you know, in, in the first one, if you screwed up, you could rewind time, mm-hmm. try it again. Or sometimes you had to rewind time to see in the past what you needed to do in the future. Ooh. That's dope.
0: See how cool that sounds? Chloe
1: can't do none of that. No,
0: I forget how you were able to, like, reverse your decision. It but was something
1: whack, right? Yeah,
0: it was so unnatural. Right. I couldn't get into that. I can't do <laughs> that do. in real life. Oh, fine. <laughs> <laughs> but that just right there goes to show you how much variety these games have. It could be lighthearted. It could be kind of on the dark side. It can be, it can give you a lot of different ways and creativity in it.
1: Yeah, definitely. And um, one of my favorite things about it. Is that it's relaxing? Yes. You know what I mean? Like it's the plus, it's the plus side of it not being so. All right, I gotta jump, spin, shoot this person. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes you know you had a hard day at work, and you just want to like get lost into a fictional world. Let me just throw a game on where I'm spending ninety. No, not ninety. That's that's high. Where I'm spending forty percent of the time just watching, mm-hmm. and then let me you know. I'm just making choices. Now, they do have some stuff to where it's like, all right, you got to find the key, blah, blah. Yeah. But, like, for the most part, that's not stressing you out.
0: No, no. It's not
1: driving you crazy that you can't find this. You know what I mean?
0: Right. Now, um, of course, there are those action, action, action scenes, but it's not all action. It's not, but it's not all, like, I don't know, it's not all boring either or, like, it's, there's levels to it is what I'm pretty much trying to say. And that's what makes it you can just relax, like you said. And it's not like, okay, I have to be up. I have to be alert. I have to focus in order to, to win right? type of thing.
1: And um, also, too, it's, it's, it's an introduction to casual gamers, too. Yes. It's so easy to get a casual person involved in that. Mm-hmm. Some, some might play but some might just just want to watch. Yeah. You know? Because like I said before, it is an interactive movie. Yeah. You know, you f- uh you find somebody who's really into storytelling and just really want to sit back and just watch a good story be drawn out. It's like, "Hey, I'm going to play Detroit becomes human. You want to come over? You want to come watch?" You or you know what I mean? Whatever case may be. And then some people will even start playing themselves.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um I think that's more of my lane, right there.
1: That's pretty much.
0: <laughs> I can definitely say um, I was one of those people who just enjoyed enjoyed watching, enjoyed the story. And then when I picked it up for myself, my sisters would would pretty much like sit down and get comfortable as if it was a movie because they were just as entertained as I was. It's like, okay, well, what are you going to choose for for Kara now? Like. They were just as into it as I was, but from a watching perspective. And that's very cool.
1: Right. And um was also was also a lot of fun is watching someone play a game that you've beat already. Yeah. And then just watching them make them different choices. And it's like you can't get that in other games. No. Nah. You know what I mean? As much as uh as much as I love Spider Man PS four. I won't get the same joy of, like, handing you the controller and watching you play versus me completing um, Game of Thrones. And then it's just like, okay, you play. And then also, too, I'm not going to tell you what choices I mean. I'm not going to give you any hints. You take it. Yeah. I want to see what you would do, mm. you know. And me and you, we're just two people. So, like, who's to say, like, okay, I do it, you do it, and then Person, we get a control to control the person C. Person C, complete like it's so much fun. Yeah, you know. And then by the time you get to person H I J, we're not even <laughs> with those. Those aren't even gamers anymore. No, you know no. what I mean. The, the The word was spread. The energy was spread. And then next thing you know, it's like your mom is playing. <laughs> but like that's so interesting because it's just like, I wonder what my mom would do if, uh, Todd busting in there with the gun, and it's like you got to decide if you're going to break, break your frame or, you know what I yeah. mean? Just like, what, what would she do? Mm-hmm. You know? So I highly recommend, like you got to give, give them a chance. Yeah. Some people just like, Oh, you can't shoot people. Oh, you can't steal cars. I don't want to play.
0: It's not always about that. You know, you gotta, um, gaming is all about being creative and, you know, challenging yourself mentally. So give yourself that mental challenge you know try something outside of the box and narrative driven games are definitely in their own lane and they are outside of that box
1: yeah uh happy that you said that because to me it takes the most creativity to make these narrative driven games yeah because not only do you have to tell a good story you have to tell a good story with multiple endings that could branch off at any time based on any decision and that's remarkable
0: yeah absolutely Now, I know that there is one story that we've been tuned into that it didn't matter what decision was made because it always ended the same. And that's why we've spent the last 3,000 years (laughs) trying to change this story. And what story am I referencing, you're wondering? Seven Deadly Sins.
1: Segway! Segway.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Season four, we finished it. (laughs) So let's talk about it.
1: We flew oh, yeah. through seven deadly since season four. Yeah. And that's even with minor, like, hey, I'm doing this, this night, you know, blah, blah. blah. But I still say overall, we flew through season four.
0: I want to say, what? On uh, one night, we did like nine episodes.
1: Yeah, we wasn't playing. Yeah. <laughs> um, before we really start getting into it, I just want to let you guys know with the most humble spirit that I can possibly give out. We was right.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yeah, we, we definitely were. <laughs>
1: that whole story with Meliodas and Elizabeth and the reincarnation. and the, Come on, son. We said that three episodes ago, yeah. son. We
0: <laughs> yeah, we were definitely on to something. And we are not manga readers, so we did not read ahead. We did not know what was going on. These were all our, our thoughts and opinions, and they just happened to line up with what really happened.
1: Uh, I listened to I listened to episode seven as notes for this episode, Mm -hmm. and it's kind of scary how well we did it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because remember, that came out before season uh, four did. Yes. We say in the episode like, yo, season four don't come out for another four days. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And me listening back to it, I was just like, wow. (laughs) Like, I, I couldn't believe how spot on we were.
0: Yeah, yeah, we really were. And that doesn't mean it was, like, predictable or anything. No. No, not at all. If, honestly, we definitely do have our, our, um, our expectations versus what really happened. We do have our, our thoughts on that, and we're going to dive into all of that.
1: Yeah, but first i uh, we were right.
0: <laughs> yes, we were. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now, season four of Seven Deadly Sins. Overall, I don't know how I feel still to this day. Okay. I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. Okay. It did not reach my expectations, but it wasn't whack.
0: I gave it a solid, no pun intended, 7 out of 10. I, uh,
1: I don't even know if I have a number.
0: How about a letter grade?
1: C plus. That
0: sounds about right. Ish. Yeah. Um, I want to say, from what I was scrolling through um, through groups and stuff, they were saying like the ending wasn't the best. No. Um, it wasn't like like we're saying now. It wasn't bad, but it definitely could have been better. It was kind of like, eh, you know.
1: Because uh, even at even at the the beginning of episode twenty four, which is the finale, we was like, okay, either a. They're about to rush the hell out of this, or B, there has to be a season five.
0: Yeah, yeah, the way that they were gearing this up, it is gonna, it has to be. It
1: There's just no be. way. There's just no way. Um, well, I would say let's start off with uh, expectations versus reality. Okay. Because I just know me, for example, I wanted more fights. I wanted longer fights. I I love action. Yeah, and I didn't really get that this season.
0: No, if anything, it was quite the opposite. Uh, definitely story driven. We were, we were tuning into everybody's backstory. We should know everyone's backstory by now.
1: And and I didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> when uh when they jumped on Galther's backstory, I'm like I don't care. Yeah,
0: you were pretty adamant on how much you did not care.
1: But then when they showed Meliodas, I'm like, oh, this is interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I was also looking forward to them, um, like, wrapping up the Holy War. But it really looks like we're just getting started. Yeah.
0: If anything, as much as they ended up referencing it, it was more of now they are bringing the story of the Holy War to current times. So it's like everything that we talked about before, now it's here. So now you should understand why it's here.
1: Right. And um, I don't know. I don't know if I did this to myself, but I just felt like season four was just going to be, like, not a series finale, but I just thought, like, this was going to be the end. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Not necessarily the end of Seven Deadly Sins, but the end of the holy war and the demons. So,
0: like, uh, this chapter?
1: Pretty much. I thought this was going to be, like, a final bow on the arc of the demons versus the aim. Like, but come to find out. We ain't even scratched the surface yet no. of what's going on here.
0: No, if anything, it's becoming more in depth. Before it was kind of like, yeah, so we have these um, Meliodas is part of the demons and Elizabeth is a part of the goddesses. And here is the breakdown of the demons and here's the breakdown of the goddesses. And now we're going to bring all of that to now the humans and how we're all. And it's just like, OK, um, all right, this is quite the story and that was most of season four
1: yeah it feels like i mean not beat for beat but it feels like season four could have been season one in a way the way they like fill you in on stuff yeah you know um not complaining of course i'm just saying that it was so like let's take a trip to back in the day yeah and it's just like we did that a lot (laughs) the only thing that the only expectation that i had that that i feel like i got was understanding Gauther. Yes. Which which surprised me because I'm surprised I even made that a point because I don't like Gauther, mm-hmm. you know? But in in episode seven, uh, I clearly say that I would like to figure out what's going on with Gauther, and we do figure that out. Yeah. Like I said, I'm just surprised that I cared because <laughs> I didn't care when it was time to. Right, <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Um, We spent a lot of time 3,000 years ago.
0: Good gosh, if, if you could, if you had one of those um, drinking games and it's like, take a shot, every time they mention 3,000 years or 3,000 years ago, how drunk would you be?
1: <laughs> I'll probably be in the hospital right now.
0: Gosh, that's all they ever <laughs> mentioned.
1: Don't forget 3,000 years ago. <laughs> like, they they didn't even start, like, you know, they didn't even hit you with the a long time ago. Remember when? No. Back in the day before this, it was always 3,000 years ago.
0: Right. Good gosh. Like. Can we get an, I mean, they like had either 3,000 years ago. That was the theme for, for season four. But then I think it was like 16 years ago, 10 years ago. Those were 10, 16, and 3,000. Never heard any other, like, number outside of that. Oh, and seven. <laughs>
1: <laughs> if I could somehow play 10, 16, 3,000 in the pick three. Hey.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, I screwed up in 3,000 alone, but oh. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was, it was a lot of that. Yeah. It was a lot of that. And it's not that it wasn't—I don't want to say it wasn't necessary because it was necessary—but it's just like I wanted to see. Okay, the way season three ended when it was like we got to go to Camelot, we gotta, um, we gotta defeat the seven, uh, defeat the Ten Commandments, and blah 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 blah. It's like all right, cool. So we about to go to war? Nope. We're gonna take you on a mind trip for the next three thousand years.
0: Right. Yeah. It was kind of like yeah, we got to do all this, but first. Let me sit down. Let me tell you a story. Right. It's like, uh, but I want to fight.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and it and it wasn't, it wasn't like cohesive. It wasn't like we're telling you in sequential order of how it happened. It's like, here's so what Meliodas did three thousand years ago. Present time. All right. Now we're gonna see what King did three thousand years ago. Yep. Present time. All right. Now we're gonna see what the angels did three. Th- you know, it feels like they were all around a campfire. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they're all telling stories, and then the next person stands <laughs> up. Well, I don't remember it like that. Oh, Three thousand years ago,
0: <laughs> yeah, like you know what I mean. It's like, Yo, what is this? Yeah, that, this isn't what I signed up for.
1: There's people that absolutely loved it, though. Yeah, this, it just wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. And I can't say we ain't get no fights because we did get a little bit of fights. But like, even them, they were like, I wasn't really, uh, I wasn't really drooling over them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, I guess Escanor versus Meliodas was good, mm. but, excuse me, I just feel like, what do I have to compare it to? Is it good because it was good, or was it good because it was the only fight?
0: I'm trying to think if there were any more, like...
1: Well, I mean, like, they fought the the, the chick that was part snake.
0: Oh, I forgot her name.
1: But was that even much of a fight?
0: Hmm well it did it it showed no now that i think about it i want to say it showed how weak <laughs> some of our our sins were so yeah. then it felt like more of like a one-sided fight
1: oh actually you know what now that i think about it i cannot disrespect chandler
0: that was
1: them fighting chandler that was a good that was a really good fight yes. matter of fact i take that back that was the best fight yeah yeah um <laughs> i found it hilarious when uh the two former commandments, you know, I'm trying to be loose with spoilers, guys. Well, I'm trying not to be loose with spoilers, guys. So bear with me. Um, when they was like, hey, don't worry. We got this. Flee. We'll take care <laughs> of this. You guys go save the captain. And they died immediately.
0: <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs>
1: they got murked. You know yeah. what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, that, that was pretty much barely slowed them down.
1: Right. And even, even them. Even them. They was like, all right, hold on. Before we fight, now we gotta tell you what happened to us three thousand oh years
0: gosh. ago. Right. <laughs> Almost like a look to us, like, hey, now let's tell you about us. Like, come on.
1: We don't care. No. We don't care. No.
0: Or if we, if it is, if that's the case, do it quickly. You know, just a quick <laughs> excerpt.
1: <laughs> right. Give us the back of the book. Right. You know right. What I mean, all right. We did this. I was the first king. I screwed up. Now I'm this. That's it. Yeah. I don't need a whole episode about what you did. No. You know? And then the giant is like, wait, now you have to see what I did three thousand oh, years ago. Oh my
0: gosh. <laughs> Do we really?
1: <laughs> oh man. Um it was still I can't I can't hate it. I can't say I hated it.
0: I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. Um I can say there is some progression that I did like. I like Awakened Elizabeth over over our original girl. She was annoying. Now this Elizabeth is like, okay, this is what we need to get done. I'm healing all of you guys. Y'all can't even be mad. Like, she's just she's just on point. She's not, I don't know. Is she still obsessed with Meliodas? Yes. But I think she just has a more of a leadership mindset now that she's showing.
1: Uh, she's useful.
0: Yes. Yes, she is. <laughs> yes, she is. She's very useful now. And it's showing. Before it was kind of like, ah. And she's only useful, like, unintentionally. Right. Now it's like she knows what she's doing. I like that.
1: I found it funny when uh, she tripped for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, oh, it's a whole new Elizabeth. We don't get the same clumsy Elizabeth that we used to have. <laughs> and she literally fell over nothing. <sighs> it was like, oh, there she is. <laughs> um, I feel like... I just I feel like everybody kind of took a step back in their quote-unquote coolness. Yeah. Nobody felt cool anymore.
0: Yeah, even my guy Ban. Bon- right.
1: Right. Like everybody just came off whack a little. Like I'm not going to say that they're whack. Mm-mm. But like I said they're cool. Everybody everybody's even Escanor's coolness kind of just yeah.
0: Yeah, everyone's a little more a little more relaxed now. And yeah. where's that fire? Where's that rage? Where's that that vengeance you want? Nobody wants that right now. Nobody's hungry. Right. That's what's coming down to.
1: Um, Deanna King or trash.
0: uh I only want to get started with them. Deanna
1: King. I hate. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and you, for for the people who've heard see, uh, episode seven. Or for you who who witnessed this ride with me in real life, I loved them, too. Yeah. I didn't even mind when they got together. I was like, great, they're dating now. I love them together. And mm-hmm. I was like, they're so annoying.
0: Yeah. I wish they would, uh, like, uh, what's the word, dim down on that or tone that down. Yeah. Because now it's just, okay, we get it. Can y'all focus now?
1: Right. And then, uh, remember, uh, she was small. Mm-hmm. Diana was small. And she's like, King, I'll fight for you. You... I- what? And do what? Right. What are you going to do? <laughs> your, your heavy metal feels like somebody just picked up a freaking shard. Like, <laughs> fling. We're not worried about you, it bro. Was,
0: it was dumb. Uh, they're annoying. Hopefully, hopefully they come around.
1: Please. Because, like, I don't, I don't like this new version of, like I said, anybody. I don't, I don't love Bond. I don't hate Bond. But, like, even, even like, he was annoying in this season.
0: <laughs> Elaine. That's, all he, that's where he spent most of his time was at her bedside. Right. And now, now he's in a different spot, yes. And is his reasoning um, a lot more, um, I guess, helpful to the story? Yes. But that didn't happen until the season was almost over.
1: Yeah. It was like season 21. Um, I'm sorry. Episode 21, he was like, all right, I'm going to be useful now.
0: And it's just like, man, go sit down with Elaine. We don't need you now.
1: Where's Where's Elaine?
0: is still back in bed <laughs> <laughs> resting up for whatever reason
1: uh Bon is going to he's gonna do something huge, you can tell
0: yeah yeah and i'm I'm looking forward to his story. I'm very much looking for his redemption and coolness as you may word it. I want to see him get that fire back and I want to be like that's what I'm talking about that's the bond I know
1: I want to see everybody get that <laughs> moment because like I said. Uh, King is whack now. Diane's whack now. Uh, bon is cool. I won't say he's whack, but he's cool now. Meliotis.
0: He is. That's my guy. He's dark. He's dark.
1: But they even, they even did Eskinor dirt. How can you screw up Eskinor, bro? Yeah,
0: yeah they they definitely could have did, be, did better by him. But. Yeah.
1: And um, Mer, how, uh,
0: Merlin, what did you think of her?
1: I, I, she might have plateaued like okay. she's not whack but she didn't get any cooler
0: no no not really i mean did we get some of course we did we got some excerpt to her story as well from
1: three thousand years ago
0: <laughs> but i mean it was kind of like okay like it was almost like in season three when we had got some background from her and it's just like oh yeah she's the daughter of this oh wait okay before i speak too soon in season four we did find out how she's connected and has, like, a deity with the two top um, warring, uh, what do you want to call them?
1: Like the the leaders, I guess. Yeah, Yeah.
0: so the fact that, you know, she has, like, a a connection with them but in a good way was kind of like, all right, Merlin, really that girl. But that's it.
1: Right. She, I mean, that was dope when you figure out how she finessed them. Yeah. Because, like, she's cool with the demon king and she cool with the, the high identity of the, uh, of the angels. Like, I don't know. It's like, she, she just cool.
0: (laughs) Maybe too cool. Like, (laughs) you're not as, I don't know. Like you're great, but that's just about it. You're not doing too much else. No, one's really doing anything right now. Right.
1: And, uh, she keep, uh, Merlin keeps saying like, guys, we have to stick to the plan. We have to make sure we do this correctly. Y'all haven't done anything.
0: Right. It's kind of like they're just, it's almost as if they're sitting around that campfire. It's like, all right, guys, we got to do this right. Okay. When are we going to get up and actually do something?
1: (laughs) Well, they, they went to where they needed to go at the end, but it was like at the very end. It was like maybe 30 seconds left in the episode. Yeah. But yeah. But besides that, it's just like, guys, stick to the plan. Like you said, as they stay on the couch, don't, don't forget, guys, the plan.
0: Just like, this is getting us nowhere.
1: Right. And then King, who's trash. King is like, <laughs> no, we have to go save the captain. Oh, no, King, sit down. That's not part of the plan. <laughs> <laughs> and then they stay there. That's your plan?
0: Like, where, where are we going with that?
1: But whatever it is, you should stick to it. Because Merlin is feared, but not due to her power.
0: No, no.
1: You know what I'm saying? We we find out that Merlin carries a lot of weight. And, like, everybody is scared of her. Not scared as if, like, she'll kill me. But just scared because, like, they know what she went through and how she got to where she is.
0: And when you really, really think about it, um, Meliodas and Merlin have been rocking forever. Right. But Merlin's the one who came up with this plan in general, like, she's the reason behind um, Meliodas going on this journey to find the Seven Deadly Sins. Like, this has been a plan in, in the works for a very long time. And now it's kind of like, she's saying, like, we need to stick with the plan. Like, I've already told you guys what's been in the works for 3,000 years. <laughs> and now, like, Meliodas may have his own motives that she may not be aware of that he's changing it up, but she's still sticking to the plan of what they need to do, but not knowing what Meliodas is up to. And do we even mention his brothers? Right. Uh, Estranoza and Zeldris. They have their own motives of what's going on and everything as well. Like everyone has their motives.
1: Everybody has their motives. Everyone has their plans, (laughs) but none of the (laughs) plans go into action.
0: Nope. Nope. If you kind of like cut scene to what everyone's doing, you got um, Meliodas and the brothers kind of like standstill right now. You got Merlin and the team. I think everybody's together right now. Yeah. Standstill. Nothing going on. I, I, I'm glad everyone has a plan and I'm glad everyone has, you know, some ideas that they want to do, but nothing's being done. It's kind of like everyone's just waiting. Waiting for what? I'm not sure.
1: I would say. I would say Meliodas has success though. Because he obtained things that he was looking for. Yes. Okay.
0: Um e- but even in that, okay, so like things are going according to his plan. Yeah. As far as he knows, because he thought his brothers were in on this plan now as well. But now it's like, haha. We're actually have you know, we're actually going about things differently. And now it's kind of like everyone's kind of just waiting for their plan to fall into place.
1: Oh, okay. I'm with you on that because that's very true. Yeah. Because, like you said, Meliodas does feel like everything's going according to plan. But he has uh, a Judas in his plan. Yes. For yes. the most part. Leave it like that. Like I said, I'm really trying to stay spoiler free. And you're
0: doing great. <laughs>
1: so he, for the most part... He's probably having the most success, but it's blind success because yes. he has no idea that somebody else is scheming really well right now.
0: Right. He is probably thinking like, all right, great. I have everything set in motion. And while I'm chilling, everything is going exactly how it's supposed to go and how I planned for it. But on the outside of that, it's kind of like, no, there's a lot more going on that you don't know about.
1: Yeah. Uh, and, and now that I think about it. The one that is doing their own thing that's uh that's like I said, the Judith to his plan is doing well. Yes. Maybe not maybe not mentally, maybe not in a in a in a in a in an appearance. Mm-hmm. But he's doing his own thing. And now that I think about it, his plan is kinda going well too. Yeah. Cause he has his things Mm -hmm. and he also has someone very important in his possession yes so he's kind of succeeding
0: yeah and honestly if he even if he doesn't succeed that's still a flaw in meliodas's plan right so i mean no one's plan i don't i don't think anyone's plan is going to go as smoothly as anyone wants any one of them wants it to
1: um and I guess we'll see that next season. Um, I'm just happy that, like I, said, like I said before, like, look, they're either going to rush this or we're going to season five. I'm just happy they chose a season five.
0: Yeah, and I'm hoping for season five that because we got so much story done and we got so much out of the way and now we've caught up to um, the demons and the goddesses and the humans and how they all come together... That now we can get into the nitty-gritty.
1: Right. Um, I love that you brought that up because season four has taught me that it's not as black and white as it came. Because it came off as, listen, the demons are bad. The angels are good. The humans are working with the angels to get rid of the demons. That's not necessarily the vibes.
0: No, no, not at all. Because, um...
1: I feel like the demons aren't necessarily bad. Mm -hmm. They're just going up against someone who's revered as good. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're kind of misunderstood because for the most part, if you, okay, let's say you took all the shadow energy. Let's say you took all that away from them and you just saw them for who they are and they explain that their plan and they explain why they're doing what they're doing. It's like, okay, that's not evil. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And then the same thing with the angels. If you take them angel wings off of them and they explain what they're doing, it's like, right, you guys aren't as cookie cutter good as you guys come off to be. Right. Especially the leader of the angels.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of them.
1: Right. He's a jerk. Yeah. Yeah. You, know? and you
0: can, and it's almost, and like you're saying, like, he definitely doesn't come off as good just because he has those little angel wings on. Right. His motives are probably even worse than the demons.
1: Exactly. And then. The humans, too, is set up to where, like, well, you know, first of all, we trip back to season one. First of all, it's, it's screwed up to the point to where the seven deadly sins are considered bad. Yes. So they've been the humans have been misguided <laughs> from the opening credits. You know what I mean? So that was that. But then to bring it up to now. It's not even technically the humans are working with the angels. The humans just kind of got caught in the middle of it.
0: Right. It's like, we just want peace. Right.
1: <laughs> and then as a, as a holy knight, you see two flying out of these world, creatures coming your way. One has shadow wings. One have angel wings. What side
0: are you picking? Right. And it's, and it's almost just like, um, say, as if the demons are like, hey, work with us and we won't kill you. Okay. Like. You came out of nowhere, so I mean, I don't have much of a choice. And now you have the goddesses like, hey, work with us or we'll destroy humanity. All right. I mean, <laughs> I'm
1: just trying to live. <laughs> and then um, also, too, 3,000 years ago, remember how, uh, how easy it was for them to sacrifice human lives? Like, the, the leader of the angels has such like a, eh, if they die, they die. Yeah. As long as we get to do what we want to do, it's all good. And who cares if some humans die? Mm, mm, mm. And those are the same humans who are working with these angels because they believe the angels are good. Right. And I I don't want to misspeak. I don't want to say like none of the angels are good, but like it's one of them like bad apples spoils the bunches. Yeah. Because this, this this isn't just a angel. This is the angel. It's the the mother the 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 mother of the angels. Whatever. Mm. It's her her four angels. He's in charge of that next group. So he's pretty much second in command of the entire god goddess race. Right, right. And he's a jerk. (laughs) So it's kind of like, well, he's a jerk and you guys are following his lead. So you guys are jerks too.
0: Pretty much, pretty much. It's almost like he's the the manager and then the ones below him are like the supervisors. So it's like, we hate all of you now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But overall, okay, if you have two-faced angels, if you have misunderstood demons, they're still in a much better place than the humans.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: We, we doing bad out here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we didn't ask for this, and yet we're suffering, you know, greatly because of it.
1: First of all, um, without spoilers, okay? So I need you to keep your telepathic energy with me. I'm with you. What were they thinking when they appointed the new uh, Grandmaster? Oh, excuse me, the Deputy Grandmaster.
0: I don't know. I don't know. That was a very odd choice, especially because they're not really a, a fan favorite. They're not really a. I don't know. Who are they?
1: I thought um. I thought it was gonna
0: be his mans. I thought so too, but because he's currently missing in action, if you will, he couldn't be there to take that position. He's
1: another one who's <laughs> corny now. I mean, he was okay. He was already corny, but he got even cornier.
0: Yeah, which I didn't even think was possible because and hopefully you guys are picking up on our telepathic energy <laughs> when we're talking about this specific person who came off like they were going to be the baddest villain out of the entire series and then just got softer and softer and just more whack as the episodes went along.
1: Uh, Season four of him. Made me miss season two and three of him,
0: yeah, right, because right. like
1: who he is now is just terrible i don't I can't stand it
0: I can't either,
1: <laughs> so you know what? No wonder why the king made his choice on who he won as deputy uh grand commander right because it couldn't have been him,
0: yeah, it was like if I had to choose between these two and one was already declining what do I, what am I, what else am I left with <laughs> <laughs>
1: well they they better get it together because uh. The demons is not playing.
0: No, no. Honestly, I don't think there's any hope for our guy. <laughs> 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 but there is hope for the rest of the sins. So let's keep our fingers crossed that they do have their redeeming moment.
1: I will, um, I will say that even though for the most part, I feel like they dropped the... Well, oh, no, never mind. I don't want to say that. That's very uh, dramatic. Okay. Even though I didn't like season four... I'm still excited for season five. Now, I, I need to be realistic. I know we're not getting this for at least a year, probably yeah. more. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I need to see where they take this. Yeah. You yeah. know, um, I was, I was on YouTube earlier, and it was just kind of like, it was like, all right, you know, be patient. We did this for a reason. It will all pay off. And it's like, listen, random sir, I'm trusting <laughs> you. You're telling me to relax. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to trust you.
0: Yeah, I guess.
1: But if if they screw up, I'm coming after you. <laughs> Sir. Oh. You know, we had enough of the the backstories and we had enough of the 3,000 years. Oh gosh. We had enough of all of that. Now let's 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 kick it up.
0: Yeah, we're current now, so I feel like season 5 will now be a little more action-driven, which will be nice to get back into. Story was cool. I'm glad we know what everybody's doing, what everybody was doing, what everyone's going to do. So I'm I'm glad to I want I'm Excited to see all of that happen in fruition.
1: Um, everybody, I feel like everybody is where they need to be now. Yes. You know. Um, ooh, I'm trying, to, uh, I'm trying to figure out how to say it without saying it. Okay. Okay. Meliodas is traitor, if yes. you will. He has his thing where he is. Uh-huh. And he have people, he has uh, a collection of sins headed towards him. Yes. The rest of the sins... Are with Merlin, and they're headed to the exact room where Meliodas is. Yes. Now that we have a chunk of people over here, and we have a chunk of people over there, let's get into it.
0: Yeah, so hopefully we can see all of that unfold for season five. And I'm pretty sure, can't don't quote me, I'm pretty sure the manga is very much ahead of all of that. So yeah. manga readers already know what's going on and what's the tea, but... You know, you guys can keep that to yourselves, but let us know if we're in for some for some good for a good time so down the line.
1: Yeah, it's gonna be a a decent wait because season four hasn't even been out for a month yet.
0: No, no, not even. I want to say what we got. It's been like what two, three weeks, if that. Uh, two and a half. Yeah, two ex- and a half Exactly. Weeks. Yeah. So, um, I guess that really is everything now.
1: Yeah. Um. Definitely, you know, down the line, definitely when they start announcing season five and all of that, we'll definitely jump back in, give you guys a more, you know, Love Nerd flavor on expectations. Because... I mean, to be honest, we don't have much to work with because how quickly we flew through season four.
0: Yeah, yeah. So it's only kind of based off of what you guys' opinions are, thoughts, expectations, which we're always happy to hear about. And you can feel free to share with us. And we can add it on to our thoughts and theories to see if they line up or not.
1: I just hope they uh, hope they get it right, man. I hope they get it right.
0: Fingers crossed. So, this story has gone on long enough. We've talked in story-driven games. We've talked in the love story of Seven Deadly Sins. So, now let's switch gears and switch on over to the side quest that, you know am saying, is going to take us on today. So, are you ready to take them on a journey?
1: That I am. That I am. We're going back to Toshima. Ooh. uh Took care of business, completed the game, and... Time for y'all to uh, join me as we take a trip to Tsushima and get some, you know, final thoughts, goods, bads, ins and outs of uh, Ghost of Tsushima.
0: All right. Talk about choices and whatnot. Have fun.
1: Let's go.
0: Ew. (laughs) All
1: right. Let's get it in, man. Ghost of Tsushima. Um, I completed the game roughly a week ago. Actually, no. I believe exactly a week ago. And um, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. Um, It has a great story. Uh, it's not, it's not an intense story. It's not an overcomplicated story. It's a simple story, but a great story. You know, sometimes um, less is more. You know, you don't need the unnecessary plot twist and the, you know, the guy's been scheming on you the whole time and he's convoluted. You're like you don't need that. You know, simple story, but a great story. Uh, to me, even better than the story is the action, the combat. I loved it. Uh, it reached a point to where, like, when I saw enemies, I didn't run. I I, I did run, (laughs) but I ran towards them. You know what I mean? It's like, yo, let's get it in, man. Let's get it in. Eventually, the story, the, the characters in the story start referring to you as the best swordsman on the island. And to be honest, you reach a point to where I literally felt like it. Once I learned all the stances, mastered all the moves, and I knew what worked against who, I felt like I was the best swords. Like they do a really good job of making you feel like you're that dude. You know what I mean? Um, And as good as the combat is, of course, there's some gripes. A lot of people was not too favoring on the camera getting in your way. And they say there's a reason behind it. I didn't find out exactly what that reason was. But you know what? Overall, I can't complain. The combat is amazing. I love the fighting system. Like I said, it's highly addictive, and the game is beautiful. The scenery, the graphics, everything from the blades on the grass to the wind pushing the trees to the water, the sun gleaming off of it. It's just amazing. And then once you reach Act 3, it takes place in the more northern part of the island. So the snow is on the ground. It has a real winter feel. The ice, it's just beautiful, you know. Uh, the game has a photo mode, and trust me, they give you plenty of reasons to utilize this photo mode. The The game is beautiful. It's absolutely stunning. And it, like I said before, it's hands down the most beautiful game I've ever played. Um, I have it down as a dark horse for game of the year. I don't necessarily see it winning of the simple fact that it's going up against Last of Us 2. Um, Some people may say Ghost of Tsushima is better than Last of Us 2. That's up to you guys. I'm not here for that. But I understand anybody who says that Ghost of Tsushima is their game of the year. Me, personally, I don't feel like it's going to win because it's going up against the titan that is The Last of Us 2. You know, The Last of Us 2 is a AAA title. It's released from a major publisher. And it's a sequel to one of the best games of all time. So, I just feel like Ghost of Tsushima reminds me of when Spider-Man was nominated for Game of the Year. Like, it's a dope game, but considering that it's going up against Red Dead and considering that it went up against God of War, it's like, eh, I can't really vote for that compared to who it's going up against. You know what I mean? But Game of the Year or not, it was a phenomenal game. And I don't know if you guys have heard, but at the end of the fall... There's supposed to be a massive update to add co-op Ghost of Tsushima. I don't know exactly how it's going to play, but as long as I don't play like that crap that uh Assassin's Creed did when they did their multiplayer mode, I'm cool. You know, if I could just hit my bro up and like, yo, you, you want to kill Mongols for the next three hours? That sounds great. Very looking forward to it. Um I'm going to play it again. I'm going to give it a second. But I want to play it again in the black and white old samurai mode. I want to play it like that because I just feel like that will really, really suck me into pause. what's really going on here. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to give it a second. Play it again. Um, If you guys completed the game, let me know what you guys thought about the ending. Let me know um, what decisions you made. Let me know how your play style was because it may not be like the games we talked about before with multiple endings, blah, 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 blah. But. You can attack. You have the freedom to attack your obstacles in any way you want. You know, there's so many gadgets. There's so many weapons. You could be a traditional warrior. Just stick to your sword. Or you could start using blow darts. You could start using uh, poison darts, hallucination darts, uh, smoke bombs, sticky bombs. It's, it's so much stuff in this game. And there's, there's stuff that I failed to unlock. There's different uh, traits and there's different techniques that I still haven't dived into. And I beat the game already. So... I'm definitely looking forward to going into that again. You know, hit us up, man. We're we're very interactive. We love speaking to you guys, and just let me know how you guys felt about Ghost of Tsushima, and maybe I might steal some of y'all, uh, oh, sorry, borrow <laughs> some of y'all strategies and um and ways you guys played to make my second playthrough different from the first. You know, just want to switch it up a little bit. Um, if you guys are on the fence, and if you guys are wondering if you should check it out or not, I highly recommend it you know it's not a perfect game nothing is perfect but i had a blast and i cannot wait until i dive into it i'm gonna give it a little bit of time though but i cannot wait to play it again shout out to the sucker punch team shout out to sony you know you guys kept pushing it back and delaying it and changing the release dates but it was worth it man it was worth it man hats off to sucker punch man y'all did the damn thing really appreciate the game and um if you guys are on the fence, like I said, pick it up. Hit me up. Let me know what y'all think, man. I wasn't still y'all wrong. Come on. It's your boy Yim seeing. If I'm hitting you with a recommendation, you know what I mean? I only recommend the best. I want us all to have a good time. And I believe you guys will have a good time with Ghost of Tsushima. Worth every penny, man. I promise you. Every penny.
0: All right, guys. Welcome back. I hope you guys enjoyed the side quest where you guys talked about Ghost of Tsushima was it good? Was it bad? I'm sure you guys, you know, heard of San's thoughts. So hopefully you guys enjoyed that. Yeah.
1: Um. You know, nothing's perfect, but I thought it was a good game. Okay, good. A- and I played a lot of bad games. <laughs> so <laughs> as long as it's like it don't share anything in common with those games, it's a good game.
0: Okay. All right. Fantastic. So... Let's wrap this up. We've had a fantastic time here talking about many stories in many different ways. And that's been, it's been fun. It's been a good time.
1: And um, for for the people who have played any narrative driven games, hit us up. Let me know what your favorite narrative driven game is. Recommend a narrative because I haven't played them all.
0: Mm-hmm, me either.
1: Right. And we love it. Yeah. You know, we love it. Ain't not like a good story. So you know anything that is story driven and anything that's you know you can pick the ending and player's choice and you've played it and we haven't mentioned it, let us know because I'm definitely looking forward to it.
0: And if any of the ones that we've mentioned and maybe the you've enjoyed an ending that maybe we haven't experienced yet, definitely let us know. And even it don't feel like it's a spoiler because. We wouldn't know how to get to the ending anyway. So to know that that (laughs) that is an ending, that it is an option, will just, you know, encourage us more to to jump into that game.
1: Especially uh, Detroit Becomes Human.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. I know there's, like, too many endings to count. So we probably all ended it different ways. So tell us how.
1: Episode 10. That doesn't sound wild to you?
0: That's crazy. Weren't we just at episode zero, episode one, whatever you want to call it? Didn't we just put these these headphones on?
1: Right. Yo, <laughs> uh, when we was talking this morning about how this whole thing started. And yeah. now look at us. Ten episodes deep.
0: Yeah. And uh, and it's just the beginning. How crazy.
1: Get out of my head. I swear <laughs> I was about to say that. <laughs> uh, thank you, guys, man. We we appreciate you guys, man. We love y'all. We of love you Of course.
0: Y'all. We couldn't do it without you. Um, the the plays that we get, the the listens that we get just come in more and more every day, every week, and it just encourages and fuels us and motivates us to keep doing this.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, Hit us up, man. Social media, social media, social media. I'm saying it three times.
0: Tell them where you can find us.
1: You can find us on Twitter.
0: At Love Nerds Pod.
1: And you can find us on Instagram.
0: At Love Nerds Pod. And
1: you can like our Facebook page.
0: Love Nerds.
1: You like that? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, man. We appreciate y'all. We love y'all so much.
0: Yeah, from the bottom of our hearts.
1: Love is love always.
0: Always.